The following program is rated TVMA. Viewer discretion is advised. The D and Davis Show. D and Davis the Show. Uh, of course, we're in COVID formation, and we've brought our crew with us um, as we enter into the final D and Davis the Show. Um, forgot what's going to happen with this name in the next month or whatever. As uh, D is stepping away, uh, he's going to be the Kim Davis Show. We'll figure out for what real. We'll figure out what it's going to be. Sorry. Dean Davis show, as I just told you, uh, D's last Dean Davis to show. Uh, we're definitely going to miss him. Uh, his points, uh, his 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 wit, uh, shall be missed uh, moving forward. But he will always be loved, and he will always have a home here with all of us. But in particular, here on the show with Ryan and myself, and the flip with Ryan, myself, and Sydney. Um, look, we got a lot to get into today. Uh, we got Eddie Goldman from the Bears. Like, listen, you keep that four point five, baby. Give me my stipend. I'll give it back to you. I want no parts of that. Uh, we got we got half of them joking. Half of the Patriots like, you know what, Bill Belichick? Nah, son. All right. Uh, we got the Marlins infecting the whole MLP. <laughs> they didn't get the Phillies, though. You get COVID. Uh, you get COVID. You get COVID. You want some? You want some? Uh, we got Tony uh, backtracking from Lou Williams. As soon as Lou Williams stepped up with two mama seats, like, you don't like how I'm living? Tony was like, oh, sir, I love how you're living. I love how you're living. <laughs> but we got a lot to get into today. My name is Kenneth Davidson. Of course, for the last time, you know who my partner is. His name is D. Demond Spurrow. What's happening, everybody? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show. Uh, make sure you click on the bio link and take you to everywhere we are YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Just simply search for the DNA show. DNA is a flip, and you'll find us. Uh, uh, share, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons One D E M O N Z E One. Ken is on Twitter at and IG at That's Davis. Executive producer of the DNA Davis show and DNA Davis the flip. Ryan Bukovsky rhymes on Twitter at Ryan B Ski and IG at Ryan B Ski One. All right, let me see if I can get this down. NBC Sports Podcast Extraordinaire. Well, Mr. Tony Gill, you can find Tony on Twitter at NIG, I believe, at the Tony Gill. Our main man, Jason Kessner. You can find Jason on Twitter at JF Kessner. And our main man going up there in NYC, rocking the White Sox hat. I love that. Well, Mr. Melvin Taylor, you can find Melvin on Twitter at IG at Melvin Taylor II. Is that right? Or well, 1 1 I. All right, cool. I, I, I got it for the last time. There you go. No, that's good. That's right. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, just take it as, as I drink. As something I've never done <laughs> on any of our shows, I have never, besides when we had like live or something like that, live, but um, so you uh, did, the flips. Yeah. yeah, I had. Never mind it. Yeah, considering how much D likes laugh. to know. Good job. I actually have cut down. Dude, he's, this is what he's saying. I've I didn't cut down do it on Zoom, but yes. I've done it. When we've done the show together, which there is basically like... I've never done it on yeah, Zoom. Okay. No one has ever seen me with a, a glass in my hand. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I've been on every show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to stop, though. Not gonna do it. Yeah, when it's just me, it's not the same. It's, it's, been, it's just... Why are you going to more? I drink by myself all the time. No, 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 no. I just mean as far as... When we move forward, I don't like with it. Yeah. We balance it out. So, like you said, you weren't drinking. So, no, I, I wasn't. 
So, okay. okay. So I'm just right. saying that I, it crossed my mind. It wasn't something to do. All right. Well, let's Ken, you can be drunk and I'll uh, be the sober mm. one. First of all, you do not, you do not get drunk and, and on, on any type of application out here in these streets. Ah, uh, very um, true. It's a bad look. It's a bad look uh, in general. If you're over intoxicated, you need to just cut yourself off of everything. Now, hey, that's like, you. I, I'm the sober one, buddy. I hate dr- I hate drunk dialing. Like, and not to say I do it, but it's like one of those things. I always question myself. Like, listen, are you intoxicated? You know, like too too intoxicated to make a phone call because. It's nothing worse than that. Can you still drunk dial with smartphones? Yeah, because you put that, you 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 hit you hit that person's contact and you mm-hmm. call them and you two liquored up. I don't call nobody, so I mean that's why. Well, I'm that's all I'm just saying. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely still do it. You could definitely get in trouble for it. Just leave it alone, bro. Just leave it alone. You got some stories, Melvin? You want to tell us something know, in New York right? about you drunk down? Whoa, not at all. I'm ready to get into the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right, listen. One thing and definitely going off top, uh, one of the things that stuck out to me was uh, Ravon Bonner from uh, Illinois uh, decided, the running back from the team, uh, decided that he was going to opt out. He's a senior. Um, he said basically he has asthma, so he has a preconsistent condition. And he just said the risk isn't worth the reward, and hopefully he's going to come back next season, uh, even though Illinois said they, they may not honor that. They're going to honor his scholarship for this year. He'll be a fifth-year senior. Mm. He's going to come back in hopes of trying to impress the NFL to perhaps get um, a workout or something similar like that. But, uh, yes, I mean, uh, power to that brother, especially I, I mentioned in the open, uh, as far as the Bears, uh, defensive tackle, nose tackle, Eddie Goldman has decided that he is not going to play this season. Um, you had a host of uh, Packers from uh, Chung to uh, Dante uh, Hightower. Patriots. You Patriots. Patriots. Thank you. Thank you, Patriots. Yeah. Um, you had, like, you have uh, at least five or six Patriots that have decided that they're going to uh, sit out. And it's funny, and one of the things we said through all these shows was that the chances of any of these teams that are, especially not the NFL, I mean, NBA, that are in a bubble, one, but also the NBA is already – played majority of their season. The season's basically over. Um, I know they're playing these eight games. The season's over. Uh, they're probably not going to be able to finish their season. And it's funny. I was uh, doing Shana Mai yesterday, I believe. And it was like, dude, I'm trying to get the best out of this baseball right now because in about three weeks, this joint may be shut down. And we'll be like, sooner was, than three. I was saying, on there, I said a week and a half to two, right? I'm just trying to give him a little bit more time before Manfred just has to eat that crow and be like, man, it ain't going to work. But I mean, uh, and you have situations where it goes all the way back. And I know we said it on this show. I, I said it before Stephen A. Smith. Man, cats going to be out there doing what they want to do, man. You're not keeping, and, and we're talking about sports where you're not even in a bubble. In a bubble, Lou Williams decided he wanted some wings from Magic City. Now, I guess. And he and also, listen, the Jack Harlow's there, you gotta pull up, I guess, right? It's his favorite restaurant. I I'm heard the saying. wings are outstanding. I he know, was, you know he was interviewed and he said it's his favorite, Magic City. Best restaurant I, in the world. I now listen, and this is where I could be wrong. I've honestly always been somewhat leery of eating food at stripper joints. Probably up here in Chicago. Maybe it's a little bit different in the South. It could be, but it's just, to me, where there's a lot of shaking and baking, it's like I can get that food later. You know what I, I'm saying? I, I avoid the tater tots and the pizza when I went to this trip joint, too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's not, for me, it's a lot in the air. Yeah. All right? It's a lot. Go ahead. I've gotten some uh, some some information on uh, Selfish Plug on the, uh, the Bulls Talk podcast on a recent mm-hmm. one. Uh, Jason Goff gave the details on 
why the wings are so good at <laughs> Magic City. Oh. Um, that uh, Magic City is apparently connected to um, like a high-end restaurant. Oh. Uh, so some of the chefs uh, are, are, you know, they don't forget what their job is just because they move venues. Um, so they got a couple of them, and those chefs still make great chicken. Nice. <laughs> they just so happen to be at the, the strip club. So, um, so apparently the the chicken is top notch. It's not like you know, you know an excuse. It, he wanted some chicken from that from this spot, and um, also that Lou Williams is a uh, a patron saint apparently at the Magic City. The uh, Magic I think City. he got his own uh, flavor flavor of chicken there. Uh, really? City. So yeah, they they might have his jersey in the Raptors uh, in uh, Atlanta. He can't get the pickup. He, he, right? he can't get the pickup though. Now yeah. see, that's what I want to get into. Exactly. You yeah. why are you going in to pick it up, bro? Yeah. He wanted to see a little something, something. I'm here to pick up my order. Okay, all right. You, you open go. the door. Listen. Here you go, my you, lady. Here you go, my lady. The hands of your wings. You pull the door back a little bit. Slash oh, somebody something. Yeah, slash somebody something. You walk out. Yeah. Oh. Weren't there oh. reports that the center stage was closed? Like there wasn't even anything going on? Or is this just spin material? Dude, don't you? I hope you don't think. Well, first of all, you don't need to center stage, brother. All you need is That's the true. ones that are, are just going through. The, like the center stage is cool and all. It's but really, you might not be able to do the peek in if they don't got the center stage. Wait, going. wait a minute. Ken, you've been to Magic City before, right? No, I was wondering that. <laughs> I've no, been no, to no, like no, four you, strip you, clubs in yeah. Atlanta. You been I've been to Blue Club Flame. Yeah. I don't know. I was I've questioned. Okay, Blue Flame. All right. I've, oh, it was a terrific time. I've been to the one where they filmed Get Low. All right. I've been to that because there's a barbershop. It had, I don't know if it's still open. I've been to the one they filmed Blue. I was in. I was in there. This is one of the reasons I want food in the strip club. I was in the one uh, during the daytime because one of my buddies who I went to college with. He was known to go daytime to the strip club. So when I went visit him in Atlanta, he took us to the daytime to, to the strip club, which you would think was terrible. But man, they had some performers. Uh, and the girl clapped her cheeks on my shirt and pulled my shirt. Right? Whoa. <laughs> and I don't know if I was to be offended or astonished. Right? <laughs> well, obviously like- the latter. You can, <laughs> right? you, can have, you can have both. You can have both. You can, you can, you can have the like. Mm. <laughs> right. It was something similar yeah. to that, right? Because like, yeah. the guys around me was kind of like, whoa, or whatever. And it's like I got some makeup from her backside on my shirt, too, mm-hmm. a little bit. Ooh. I hope I hope it was makeup. I hope it was makeup. <laughs> but these I mean, if it didn't stink, it's probably makeup. <laughs> hold, hold on, everybody. <laughs> All right. It's nah, okay. It's okay. I, never, I didn't do that. <laughs> I, mean, I ain't trying to get pink eye. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, but these are some of the reasons why, for me personally, it's never been like, yeah, when I'm in the strip club. And I hear dudes all the time, like, oh, man, he used to always eat the wings. And it's up here. I was at a wedding or I was at a, I was at a destination wedding. I remember the groom's best men were saying, like, yeah, he used to love to eat uh, wings at the strip club. And I remember thinking, like, really? Right? Like, really? Because that's not what I'm there for. I'm trying to fill my drink quota. And enjoy myself, but that's that's just me. I'll let you guys talk further about Lou Williams and the ass shaking and bacon with. with I Arnold. mean, listen. Okay, all right. So he went to the strip joint to pick up some food. He came. He didn't test negative when he came back, right? 
He went back into the he bubble. He didn't test positive. I mean, he just, I'm sorry. He didn't test positive when he when he when he came back. You know, so he had this quarantine because he was outside the bubble. What's 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 the issue? Because he wanted to see some ladies uh, do their thing before five for a few seconds and get some wings. Everybody got to get on Lou Williams. Come on, come on, Tony. D, I'm you wouldn't be there with the megaphone. No. Oh, right, right. Well, it depends. No heckling, because he could he could ruin the whole he, NBA. He didn't, he didn't go to heckling. He go take it all the way back to this this immaculate <laughs> bubble, and he'd be like, "Man, you did you destroyed the NBA for Ashley?" It's That's not, but it's not like he went out there. I mean, it's not like he went there, sat down, plopped out, had a stack on him, and was just spreading out for three hours. He picked up some wings. Whoa, how did he why? sit next to Jack Harlow? How did he sit next to Jack Harlow? Did he stay there for a few hours and, and, and tip? You think he wasn't? You think he was there for 15 minutes? Like, seriously? That's why? a long time for pickup food, too. I agree, especially if you know I'm coming. But why do it in general? You got so much on the line already. Why go put all that in risk? And you a veteran. It ain't like it's your first, second year in the league. Like, if, I don't know, Lonzo Ball did this, then I'd be like, all right, man, you know what? There's a whole host of problems going on over there. Right. Lou Williams, come on, bro. You know better than this, dog. Well, I, I, as we also know, too, you're going to have these stories about some guys that's going to be out here messing up, especially with the NBA bubble, because they're trying to keep it as pristine as possible. All the other sports, maybe besides the NHL, because they're staying in Canada, but any other sport, you're probably going to have they, these kind of stories. They got strip clubs in Canada? No, no, no. I'm just saying this. I mean, fact, you mean their bubble? Really good yeah, ones, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right, Tony. Really? Tony you sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Wait, in, in Montreal? Sure, sure. Oh yeah. Are you sure? What, what's the difference? is this like the Admiral? Because I don't like the Admiral. See, I've never been to the Admiral, but I know Admiral. I don't like the Admiral. It sounds familiar because they only take off the tops at the Admiral, right, D? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. You sexist. Uh, I'm trying to remember what is the name of the club. <laughs> Dennis Rodman partied there when he was filming that movie. And uh, one where he's on a motorcycle. He was in Vegas. Wait, Come on. Wait, wait, was wait, wait, you know what movie I'm talking about? Wait, I know he filmed it in about. Montreal. But wait, you no, remember the strip? Double yes. Trouble? Was the name of that movie Double Trouble? Was this one? Oh, Double Team or something like that? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. But you... this is the highlight. Uh-huh. Okay? So it's really cheap, first of all. It's full nude, full bar, full touch. And it's like probably five to ten bucks a dance. Whoa! Time out, son. Time out. Yeah. Whoa! This sound like so to much Arnie's? Arnie's? Yeah. I know it sounds like Arnie's. What? Can you explain to me what full touch is? You can touch everything except the yeah. one area. Whoa! Yeah. Canada? What's yeah. going on? Is this in Montreal? Oh yeah. And the best part: the Canadians just go there for pregame before they go to the clubs, so they love tourists. Oh, so they live like Portland. Portland's like that, apparently. Like, oh, okay. Before, yeah, yeah. Weekend, you go to the strip club. Wait yeah, they just use it as pure pregame. I think Portland's a place they had the drive-through or drive the drive-through. Yes, uh, they did. Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. When I was at the Get Low uh, strip club, I remember a certain young lady who was dancing on me and grabbing on my body. Right, <laughs> violating me basically. I should have called the authorities. I remember the DJ kept coming on me like, no touching, no touching, right? Mind you, I was not touching her, She's all right? She was touching me. But mm-hmm. you're telling me in Canada. Yeah, baby, it goes down. 
about that. I mean, because I mean, of course, it's, it's, these women are free to do what they want, but it just seems that seems like a lot right there, man. It's like I got to come out right there. That's how France goes down, baby. Okay. No, nah, it felt like a slippery slope, man. That's, that's just <laughs> one one move away from being real bad. Nah, I don't know about that. You got to have some control, Melvin. Come on. You're I mean, What'd you say? During Corona. During corona? Oh, yeah. I don't well, know what they're doing during Corona. Well, how, what, what are the numbers in Canada for uh, as far as the virus? It's not it's bad low. That's here. why they that's like they kept the Blue Jays from breaking up from playing up there. They, exactly. They kind of done their job. And NHL. That's so the why NHL. They, that's why they're here. Yeah, they're gonna just get through, huh? We're gonna have the NHL for sure. I think they the will. Probably not. I think the they're NHL. I think yeah, the NHL the will get through. Yes, they're in, and, and they're in Canada too, so you don't have the. I mean, listen, you have the NBA in the bubble. They're down in Florida, but Florida is the epicenter of the world right now as far as the coronavirus. You go over and you see the bubble up in Canada. They're not going to have this issue. They're probably going to get through. I do think the higher probability of all the American sports, though, uh, besides NHL, the NBA will probably is probably going to finish. I think the NBA, the NBA will, will get through their season. I don't know about the um, uh, NFL, and I definitely don't know what's going on right now with the MLB. They're going to finish. It's a real shame, though. The non-contact sport can't get this thing right. It's funny. I, I joked about this when they announced what their plan was. I was like, you know, the winner of the pennant this year is going to be the last team standing. And then the Marlins had to make it. So it's like, yeah, actually, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Wait a minute. So they're, they're done till Monday, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, both them and the Phillies are postponed to be announced. How that's going to work. So yeah, like, how, so how are you going to have Monday? Right. Well, wait. So how are you going to have two teams that's basically done for like a weekend you got records you have games all this kind of stuff how are you going to finish this it's going to be too hard to do telling you it's going to be an elimination chamber they're just going to have to stop yeah i mean forfeit some games like you just don't get to play 60 tony what are y'all hearing on the uh the Sox podcast well um obviously everybody's concerned uh, around the league, the players, they had a uh, an emergency. The player reps had an emergency <laughs> meeting um, about just uh, about what happened in uh, Miami, to Miami. Um, and they still plan to kind of go forth, you know, with the season um, as much as they can. But I'm not 100% sure that they actually know, like, what the plan would be if, there was like a, another kind of major outbreak. Like let's say if the Phillies, they did contract it. Um, and like it was multiple cases in, in Philadelphia. Um, that I get one team, but two teams, like you gotta, you gotta shut everything down. Um, and because you're making it m- more difficult on yourself, trying to circle all these loops. Well, uh, Paul, Paul's this team, but what about this team? They're supposed to be playing them. Like, no, I haven't played the next team, but that, that team is playing somebody else. Like, it's probably just easier just to shut it all down. And that's speaking from a guy who's, I mean, our livelihoods is on sports and sports kind of coming back. Yeah. But if, I mean, that was a major outbreak, a major one. Uh, And these guys are supposed to, and it's weird because it's same issue with football. um, They go home. They're not in a bubble. The players aren't in a bubble. They, they, you know, do their tests and stuff, their daily tests, um, which, They've been doing pretty well with that. Uh, according to the numbers, is actually really low in, in terms outside of the the outbreak in Miami. The numbers are relatively low still, um, but still, 
like I don't know other people's family situations. Like I don't know what their families are doing and and their family fa- family members are doing. So um, it's still a, a difficult, and it's going to take an effort by every individual that's involved, and that's asking a lot for a large number of people. And we see how difficult it is to get a large number of people to do one thing. Um, so far, they've been doing all right, but still, it's it's going to be hard. Totally see that. Totally see that. Listen, man, it's not going to work. I mean, if, and again, with these teams, with these sports where where you have a limited roster in, in basketball, basically 15 players, uh, coaches and trainers and stuff like that, compared to where you talk about baseball, you're talking about especially football. And then football is built – well, all, all of these sports are built off of young labor and how much you can get out of the young labor before you have to pay them. But football in general, with the short time span of an NFL career, you're talking about young people, and we've seen it throughout the country. Uh, we saw it in uh, the, the drive-in – concert in new york i think i saw one a house party uh, chain smokers the chain uh, yeah, smokers, chain smokers. Yeah. and and i saw a house party in new jersey where they said in a oh, mansion yeah. there was like 700 people yeah. in a mansion what and, took the police like hours to break it up yeah dude like Whoa, and I, I did not again, hear about that we're talking yeah. about young rich people all right this is the time in their life i've said this from the beginning of this i'm happy i'm older because if I was in my early 20s, I would have a problem sitting my ass down. And at that point, I was taking care of two elderly ladies. All right. So perhaps probably I would have, but that's hard. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. That's hard because that's your this is your time. I mean, this is your summer. And again, I'm not saying that they should be doing it. I'm just trying to look into their mind, especially with feeling as if I'm safe. I'm not going to do anything, quote unquote, risky, even though, I mean, if you're kicking it out, you're being risky. I mean, let alone if you're getting it on, of course, you're being extra risky uh, with that. So uh, I give it a listen to all my young brothers out there. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think that I think that that mentality may uh, um <laughs> <laughs> it may be different in football because, again, a lot of those guys, they don't have the big money deal. Um, so, like, it's going to if, – if I know that, all right, this is, I'm, I'm working on trying to get the second deal. I'm still under the first deal. I was uh-huh. a six-rounder, and I need to make the roster. Like, do you – That guy you, went to Starkville, Mississippi for three years. That's what to say. $100,000 in his pocket. That's what to say, dude. He got. He went from being broke to being a hundred thousand dollar heir, and you still think again? I'm not saying he's not going to train or whatever, but people aren't going to want to congregate. People aren't want to aren't going to want to have relationships. I mean, again, some people will, Tony. You will have those guys that are of a one track mind about getting that next deal. Uh, but even with this, the risk of all right. Let's say um player B. Drafted in the fifth, fourth round. I bust my ass. I do what I need to do. I'm not going around anybody. I'm just being around my teammates and playing games. I still run the risk of getting it from my teammates and in those games. Yeah. So, like, so, and when you're talking about my future contract, we don't still know how my body may be compromised 
And we know through baseball arbitration, when I show up and my lungs don't pump out, you be like, when you put that machine up to see how, how hard my, my lungs are put, pushing out, and you're like, dude, this is down 15 degrees right here. What you been doing? I'm like, the COVID, you're going to take that to me and be like, you just don't run as fast as you used to when your lungs was uh, working at an excellent capacity. And I'm not to know what it can do when we know now it can be, it's a blood disease to other organs in your body. And again, I'm not a doctor. So they should just throw caution to the wind? But hey, I'm gonna get it anyway. It don't matter. No, no, no that's some not, people, that's but not, some people are like that. Yeah, though, that's not my point. I'm well, not talking about I'm athletes, not, though. D, we're just yeah. not talking about the the, the, the normal. Hey, listen, I, I mean, you're gonna have some athletes that are gonna probably have the same. Listen, sports is a microcosm of society. We've been we know that to the nth degree, right? People inside the sports industry are going to do the same crazy stuff that people outside on the streets are going to do. You're going to have some cats be like, man, that stuff ain't real. Or you're going to have some cats be like, man, get away from me. Or like um, or Rizzo at first base. He's, 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 you need, you need some uh, hand sanitizer. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have that schism. And you're going to have some cats in the major league sports is going to be exactly like that. They, they, no, don't believe in masks. Don't believe in the virus, whatever the case may be. They and they are prime athletes, superior athletes of the human race, and it, it can definitely happen. It goes to the point. Even if you know that, it's go, it goes to the point of why are we even trying to do this? You know what I'm saying? I understand this money is there. The money, you know what I'm saying? Make the world go around, cream, baby. I understand that. But if you know how people act, and you see what's happening in the streets here in America. It makes no sense to try to push forward with these sports. We got Josh Hicks with us. I Josh. can tell from that background. Sue Woo, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Josh? What's up, fellas? How y'all been? Good, good. Make sure good. you check out In the Scope. Josh has an interview with the Bigs talking about baseball on both sides of town. So make sure you go to We Are Rigor Radio and check out. Uh, his podcast with uh, the Bigs, man, definitely yeah. support. Yeah. Josh, you heard what we was talking about? Give us your thoughts. Let's just sit down empty. Man, I mean, I got, I've kind of been up in the air as far as sports in general. I mean, obviously starting off, I was hopeful that there would be sports, obviously with COVID going on, but there was so much unknown that, and, and the air that to the point was like, you know what, since we don't know too much right now, Kind of just got to go with the flow. I mean, you just plan and prep for what you can, and then you move forward. But now you got um, all these different tests, all these people coming positive and things of that sort. I really just think it depends on the sport and, this, and of how sports are going to be successful. It depends on the sports that you play in. Because if you look at basketball right now, yeah, you got some people that are t- positive tested for COVID-19 and not fully operating in the, in the bubble like they should. But sports are still being – played and they're being tested on a consistent basis and it's not as damaging as we thought it originally would be looking at baseball you got one team that's not they're not in a bubble system but you got a team like the marlins that has 14 players currently tested positive 17 people all together yeah 17 people all together and then you got some teams like like the phillies that just played the marlins and they're perfectly fine after being tested today so it really just depends on the sport and in the type of safety precautions that they have and the measures that they're taking behind trying to make this thing as safe as possible. It's kind of unknown if you're not in a specific bubble situation because it's something you can't really always control. So I think it really just varies on the sport. And we kind of, and within that, we just got to be as cautious as possible if we really want these sports to be as successful as they can or cannot be. 
I'm going to jump in real quick and say, if you can't make a bubble for your sport, then just don't play it, bro. Don't play it. Like, there's no reason to force all these people that's going to come play this sport, possibly contract the virus, take it back home, get worse, and then come back and play against people that don't have it, and then they end up contracting it, and now it's going to spread like wildfire. Maybe some people from the Phillies right now are testing positive. Who knows by next week sometime. That's it, it right up. there. Same thing happened with, uh, so my dad ended up having it, and then we had to all go get tested. We still waiting for it right now to find out. We like, bro, we have no idea. The time whoa, whoa, whoa. When did you take the test? I took the, you know what I'm funny? I took the test 10 business days ago. I still don't have my results yet. So contract tracing doesn't even work, basically, because, like, so... Wow, Melvin. Sorry, man. How's your father? So he's he's on the he's on the better end of it right now. He's like real quick feeling himself again. He's getting his energy back. He's got an appetite and stuff now, so he's feeling much better. But even from that example myself, I was saying if you can't just isolate yourself to one place so you can make sure that you don't get it and you're testing daily, like what the NBA is doing, like what the NHL is doing. Say in a situation like with my family, if somebody comes home and then goes to work three, four days, a week, two weeks from now, they end up popping up with it. Now everybody they've been in contact with over that point in time could potentially get it. Don't play if you can't do a bubble. Let me play devil's advocate with you, Melvin, uh, on this, because the NHL and NBA already played their regular seasons, right? So, one, when you're going to those NBA, unions... Not yet. Oh, no, no. I'm saying they played their regular seasons. Okay, they did. Yeah. They, yeah, they played their regular seasons. So, with the MLB and with the NFL... Uh, even though they might be a shrunk in their season, the NFL's trying to get all six, seven, 16 games in. When you're going to that union, there has to be a negotiation. So what if, especially with the, the NFL and the MLB, those players are like, I'm not going to be away from my family for this allotment of time. So then, because I'm, I'm with you. I'm saying I'm with you. But when you're negotiating with the union, you're like, you know what? We're going to take you away from your family. In the NFL, you're basically saying, we're going to take you away from your family from the end of August, basically, or August, all the way until January, right? Or your family's going to live in this bubble too. So what are you going to do with remote learning or with your kids or anything like that? So the only point is, I, I don't know how easy it is with unions to get that bubble situation where NBA players basically was like, well, let's go down there and let's run through the playoffs and also let's make sure we try to keep the cap intact for the future seasons. You know what? A good point of that would be while that does create some tension, obviously with some people not want to be away from their families, they have had more than enough time to be able to figure all that mm -hmm. out. So if they actually wanted their families to be in a bubble location with them, they would have had time to say, you know what, we're going to partner with either these schools or wherever. Like if you get a hotel, say we're going to lock down this hotel for a team. If we have a certain learning program that the kids are going to have through these ages, we have these schools that are going to be nearby. You now open up the possibilities to do a multitude of things, excuse me, a multitude of things. But by not doing any of that and just letting time go by and then like a week before the season starts, be like, you know what? Yeah, we will test y'all every day. And if it's below 5%, then we'll move it to every other day. You putting yourself in the same situation that baseball is going to be in three weeks when it's over with. Yeah. Uh, to that point, like baseball really messed it up, really blew it. Like, Earlier, granted, now you wouldn't want to be in Arizona or Florida, but early on, if they could have gotten their negotiation nailed down, they could have easily instituted a bubble in, in spring training facilities because it's already facilitated and set up for that. 
And then number two, like you just think about like picking one location, like you're not playing these games in front of an audience. You don't have to find a place that can put 35 butts in seats. You could have easily filled up a bunch of empty hotels in downtown Chicago, rented commercial buses, driven people up to the University of Wisconsin campus, out to South Bend, down to Indianapolis to a AAA facility. You could have easily found 15 quality fields that didn't necessarily have a capacity for Major League Baseball, but they had good enough grounds to do it. Broadcast it all and filled up hotels that were otherwise empty. You didn't do that. And instead you let people go all over the place. And then in the other case of the NFL, uh, because again, being the only Premier League fan, I think here, they finished their season without incident, but they went from playing one game a week to playing two games a week just to finish the season with like the three-month three delay. And it wasn't without incidents in terms of like, oh, more people are picking up like soft tissue injuries. But like I know everybody talks about how the hardest thing about the NFL is having Thursdays to Sundays. But the thing about it is the only way the NFL plays a full 16-game schedule is if they don't like take 18 weeks to finish it. The only way that they're ever going to get through this is to condense the amount of time and go into lockdown and, and well, create a bubble. Are you saying that they would play games like two games in a week or something like that? The only way to really get through this, especially with the numbers going up is the short and the length of time. You have to keep 53 men eligible to play. Yeah, but they, their bodies won't be able to maintain the wear and tear. If you like, if you even look at Thursday night games and how many people can complain about the fact that their bodies haven't healed by Thursday playing their prior week, I will be largely concerned about injuries stacking up when you're sitting there playing, what, four games, playing a game every four days or every five days. So, I mean, again, I'm just pointing out what I would think. Being a devil's advocate, you would probably need to unwed yourself from the idea that you're sitting down every Sunday and watching a game and go on a, like a five or six day week rather than a seven day week, just so you can get the games in quicker. Because again, with the infection rates going up, I don't really see you being able to finish this with 53 guys, 53 variables, 53 moves and pieces in their families. Like you gotta it up. My big thing at that point would be, yo, no other sport really aside from basketball and then you're eventually gonna have NHL is on, especially if baseball is gonna be gone. Mm -hmm. Cut the number of games. You yeah. gonna make the ad revenue up. That's definitely if you cut the number of games and speed it up some, there you go. But if you still are dead set on having we gonna play these seventeen games and get all that money back. Nothing else is on TV. Everybody's gonna watch. So if mm -hmm. you cut the game down like five to twelve games, you mean to tell me people wouldn't be excited and watch all twelve of them games? More people than usual? Yes, Man, they your, would. Your TV money would get messed up. They did not You're pay for that. They did not right. pay for We're that. Right. They would be like, "Give me that! Give me that!" But do, but two Melvin's point. But Tim Elvis' point is nothing else on, and football is king right now in sports. So what else are you going to do? They can kind of have they can kind of have you by the gonads now. Who I'm is they? Said, Who are I, they? Who are they? Have you by the gonads? The NFL. The NFL. The NFL. Who, now, no, who has the, are you saying the NFL has who by who has who by the gonads? The NFL is what I'm asking. Would then have the advertisers. 
by the gonads. Due to yes. we have this product that y'all want for these hot Ken, I'm not saying that you're talking about losing money in that in that situation. You just said the ad revenue would be completely off. You're 100 percent no, right about I'm that. About the TV, they have contracts for TV money for a certain allotment of games. Listen, all right. So I, wait, this, I, you're I, not I, gonna. Go ahead, go ahead. You can't give me my games. I'm not giving you your money, and they don't have fans coming into the stadium <laughs> with players who already have guaranteed, well, semi-guaranteed money in their contracts. Do so you I'm want? Saying, do you want something, or do you want nothing? I don't listen. You can't rip your listen. Was Melvin just ripped the contract up? You can't just go in there. First of all, the NFL just negotiated that contract. It's better that it was negotiated already because it was prior to COVID. Because I bet those teams right. were like. Man, I wish we could have got your ass now. You're right about that. So, boy, boy. So, if you're going to be like, we're going to rip the deal up, I'm going to be like, I'm going to hit you with this COVID contract on your bitch ass. Well, look, go ahead and hit me with that COVID contract. And then when we don't play and now ain't nobody making no money, it's on you because of how much more you could have made. And you put the younger wrestlers on. nothing else on. Man, ain't nobody watching that. Go ahead. They ain't drawing numbers like that, man. You know, they ain't drawing numbers like that. Put Mountain Man on, brother. I'm going to put Mountain Man. By Wednesday, you're going to be tired of it. Netflix and Amazon go right. Five NFL games ain't enough. The other option, the other option is league wide, like two to three game, like a two, like a bifurcated or a trifurcated season where you play like six games, take two or three weeks off, six more games, two or three weeks off. It's the only way. Like you're not going to get through 17 weeks consecutively with 53 guys on a team and no bubble. I 100% agree. All right, we'll come on back. We have some more fun right here with the whole entire crew, D and Davis show. What's up, everybody? It's Cameron Smith from CBS2 Chicago. You're listening to the D and Davis Show. D and Davis Show. We are back. Crew formation. Josh Hicks, Ryan Bukovetsky, Jason Kessner, Melvin Taylor. Of course, my main man, Kenneth Davis, Tony Gill. And we are RegalRadio.com's editor-in-chief and my cousin, Blood, right here. How means you've been out in that sun. You've been out in that sun, boy. What you been out there doing with that COVID out there? Who you got a little bit of tan on you, cow? You, oh, because I've, I've been <laughs> coughing, coughing and open mouths, and you know, <laughs> walking up to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, cuzzo, hey, cuzzo, real quick. So, JR Bang, I got JR Bang down there. If we, we first, Ken and I first met him. Uh, Melvin, I don't know. Melvin, were you still in? Were you down at IMS, Tony? Were you down at IMS when um and Jason yes, too? When JR, yeah, I, I you, when JR oh, all right. So he's been listening to the sixteen nineteen project. I saw him tweeting about it, and he's saying like, "Man, this is crazy." You know, what I'm saying I'm finally getting around listening to it. My people are from Greenwood, Mississippi, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. oh snap!" <laughs> Kyle and our people are from Greenwood, Mississippi. My grandfather and his grandmother are brothers and sisters. Yeah. And I was like, huh, wow. interesting. And JR was like, what's up, Cuzzo? I'm like, hey, what's up, Cuzzo? So, but y'all both took DNA tests, so y'all would have found that out. Who took DNA tests? JR and you have taken DNA tests. Oh, I didn't know JR did a DNA test. Yeah, he test. found out like uh, his mother had a sister or something. Really? Uh, yeah, like. Oh, okay. Like I, I got to hit him on the DM then. I didn't know that. So, yeah, so that's not your cousin. Oh, I'm gonna let you know. Wait, wait. Let me smash that shit. How do you know that? How do you know that? Because I think actually, I think y'all use the same. I think y'all use the same company. Oh, so it'll be the same database. 
So that's why I'm just saying. That. Well, I don't know if I mean. I said also everybody in Greenville, Mississippi wasn't cousins, y'all. You, you, it you wasn't know, that many people you, in Greenville. You're incestual motherfuckers. <laughs> This is in 19, this is the 1940s. There's only five people there. This is 1940s. It was Adam and Eve in this motherfucker. I don't know. The 1940s. Don't be careful. Oh, we was all cousins and we was just doing it nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Where where your people from, Ken? Where your people from? My people are from Mississippi. My mother's side is from Mississippi. Where Mississippi? I hope they're not from Greenwood. Greenwood. I hope they're not from Greenwood. My father's family is from Mount Olive. They had a farm in Mount Olive, Alabama, and they moved mm-hmm. to Gaston, Alabama, after having the farm. See, I don't have any Alabama folks. I got. I know. I could tell. Listen, Missouri, I'll Mississippi. I will tell you this: for you not to have Alabama folks, you're an outstanding gentleman. Oh, okay. All right. I got Alabama Cause, folks. Because Alabama folks are outside of the rest. What is this? What is the sound coming on? What is that in the background that's happening? What sound? You don't hear that shit? No. No. I hear like uh, something said, that's nice. Just a second ago in my earbuds. Or is whatever. somebody hacked into our Zoom account? What do you, what do you, I don't hear I'm just telling you what I heard. I'm just telling you what I heard. I'm just telling you what I heard. Where's that? Where's that? Dating text? That chat up? XX chat. Ooh, that's that? nice. You. <laughs> <laughs> Too old and poor for that. That's nice. That's but, nice. Uh, I just Keep heard talking. it. Just now, listen. Alabama. Something. I think it was probably something on your end, man. Yeah, I'm, I mean, hopefully so. But uh, right. no, uh, I, my, that's where my people are from. Um, and with the racism, the great racist state of Alabama, uh, but it produces some good, some good folks. I think. We have what? Cal, so Tony's people are from Alabama. Tony, your people from Alabama, right? You can just nod. You don't have to unmute. Are you listening, boy? He can't unmute it. Melvin, Tony, are your people from Alabama? No, they're from Mississippi. Oh, shit. Greenwood. Oh, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, got, we got out of that state. We got out of that state. Listen, my brother who passed, his father passed last year, right? Mm-hmm. And he moved to Mississippi. And I said, you know, I've never, I went to see him at the hospital to borrow some food. I said, you know, I never had the inkling to move to Mississippi. You know, should a, should a, should a black person move to Mississippi? Basically, he said, hell no. All right? <laughs> this is modern day. Damn. This was modern day Mississippi, right? Uh, Wilson, Wilson, while we're going around well, the Well, they just screen, got rid of the flag, like, the other week, right? Right, yeah, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Josh, Josh, where are your slaveholders from? <laughs> we doing this? They from Arkansas. Uh, you, you look like an Arkansas MFO. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. Uh, it was Melvin. Melvin, come on, Melvin, unmute. Let's find out where the slaveholders are. Pretty sure. I actually just take my dad to double-check and confirm. I'm pretty sure both my grandfather... And my grandmother on his side are both from Alabama, but See, I'm I double knew, checking. I knew that though. Be, it, I can look at your boy. Different. I look and look okay. at your boy. You look like you look like decent Alabama stuff. <laughs> oh God! Look at this. What is this? What is this hurting you? What is this eye that you have for where it was from? Ryan and uh, Jason's ancestry too. <laughs> I know, right? We don't need it. We don't need Poland. Poland. I was going to say Poland. And where are the Kesters from, Jason? Germany. Germany. Yeah, yeah wow. I bet you. I bet you I'm wild. sorry, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We should all we should all <laughs> leave this they meeting. We should, we, should, we should leave this meeting and just have them here together. <laughs> I was oh, uh, you. The, the good part is I don't have any connection to the South in my family, so that's a plus. Oh, uh, you still think y'all wasn't down with that F shit? Y'all was down with it. Sound connections. Like up north, which is all good and clean. No, but we were still over in Europe when it was okay. like, legal. That's so. what I'm about to say. Did they come over before the war or after the wait, war? Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that they were in Germany during the war? That means they could. The first one or the second one? I I was saying talking about the Civil War. That was the important one for the context of you. Yeah. So I'm I'm asked. So you're saying your family came over after the Civil War? I, I didn't uh, know if you yeah, know. most of my family came over. Um, actually, it's interesting. We did the thing. There's a, you know, the story about Alsace Lorraine getting taken over and swapping, and it was like the revenge between France and Germany. My grandfather's mom's side of the family both were from a village outside of there, and they left when it got taken over by. Uh, Prussia when it became Germany. So like nationalism is kind of built into my family story. So when you're saying out of there when they became German. So what around what year are we talking about? 1871 is the end of the Franco-Prussian War. So my family ended up in the 1880 census in Chicago. Okay. So they came over in like 1872, 73. So y'all just out here all free and shit, right? Doing what you want to do, right? See rubbing our faces and shit. I see the type of person you are. Well, listen, I get, I get that with that exposed brick behind your ass, just flaunting it in our faces. Good Germany stock. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm trying to see. With me and Kyle, I think I get back to eighteen. I want to say eighteen forties for us. I believe on our on our on our side of the family, my our paternal grandmother, grandfather side of the family. I think I, I think we got back to eighteen forty. And I saw the census for that too. So, you know, we, uh, mm. yeah, Mississippi. All I know is, all I know is apparently my grandma wanted to get up here because Muddy Waters was up here. So I'll take that as I bet she did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she did. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Speaking of Muddy Waters, they about to make his house into a national museum. Yeah. I mean, a, a museum. Yeah. So you ever oh, go down really? Lake, yeah, you ever go down Lake Park? It has the um, the house with the flamingos on the front of screen door. That's his house. About the, it was already set as a landmark. A city landmark is right out there because I used to live right down the street from there. But yeah. About to make it to a national uh, a museum out of there. Yeah, yeah. And I think my grandfather was. Ah oh, man, how was my grandfather when he came up here to Chicago from Mississippi? I think he was he was younger than ten years old. I know that for sure. So, but yeah, they wanted to get the hell out of Mississippi. You know. Maybe I'll go down there. Makes sense. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Hey, Cuzzo, maybe we should make a trip down to Mississippi one day. Go see our roots. Oh, how about that? you want to sit there? Well, as long as you don't whistle, whistle at no white women. I can see how this there. I got to whistle to the white women. You want to steal, <laughs> steal that Evan F. Moore going to Oklahoma trip, don't you? You want to rip that <laughs> off. It's the show to go find its roots. Me and Kyle, we going to find the Spro roots. Hey, let's see what Every happens. documentary. Yeah. Hey. It might be pretty good. You never know. Have you ever been down there? Because I I went down there like once nope. in the 90s. You been happy, down there? I have I'm never happy you said Grandma, Grandma took me down there. Really? Oh, I was like oh. eight. No. Nope. 
Try to my teach you how to behave right, huh? My granddaddy, <laughs> <laughs> my granddaddy did not take me down to Mississippi. You stay I mean, in your place. He, my grandfather end up in Mississippi. Yeah, my grandfather passed when I was ten, so I never had the chance to kind of, you know, what I'm saying teenage right. years, whatever, like that. You know, what I'm saying like it wasn't know. long after that. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. That is true. That is true. No, I never been down to Mississippi. I never been down there. One day, we, one day, I want to get down. There. We should do. We should do. Let's, let's do a road trip because I was going to Greenwood try to find the Mississippi. Yeah, y'all have that's, called, that's called a fly in. <laughs> <laughs> we already covered trip, that. Though. You know, road trip <laughs> through the south. What do you mean? Trying it's to away. You got after, a road trip for about a decade. Actors been right. trying to get me to road trip through the south. Oh, and Nah, son. I'm like, we fly in Atlanta. We can drive to Alabama. Help people from Alabama too. We can drive in Alabama. One just off GP. Since That's a little bit of a drive, though, isn't it? No, nah, Alabama and, and uh, Georgia aren't that far apart. Like, no, nah, I know. No, I'm talking about Atlanta to the border of Alabama. Uh, Atlanta, the uh, city to the border of Alabama. It's not that far. It's be- uh, guess what? It's better than Chicago to the border of Alabama. That's very true. <laughs> All right. That's my point. All right. One, just I'm too old to be road tripping. I'm not a college student. It used to be the ish back in those days. But now we can fly in and rent a car in the region and do our stuff. Y'all don't drive from him here to go all the way through the south. Hey man, it's COVID going on. We just had a we just had a whole segment. We just had a whole segment of how nobody can play sports. You want to put us on the plane? Thank you, Ken. That's when you gotta fly that PJ, baby. Okay. Ask Tony. Right. Tony out. Tony out here buying cars on the uh, black Tuesday. On Juneteenth, he out here. Get that money. Get that what? money from t- Tony. What new shoes you got? No, is that is that Malibu black? <laughs> look at him. Look at him. Black. Yes, he looking right now. Like which one should I tell? Look at him. Look at him. Tony, okay. do you have access to the Sox plane? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I was I, I was trying to get those uh, those off white. Uh, fours that came out Saturday. Why are you still messing with Virgil? Right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So well, let me ask you this. So Melvin, when you say why are you still messing with Virgil, are you saying that in general or was the Pop Smoke uh, album cover too much for you? <laughs> I know how you guys love Pop Smoke. So let me just... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, he's a very, you know, he got a lot of potential. I, I said something go. about y'all to Pop Smoke. Some, I won't say it on here since he's so popular. <laughs> 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 I mentioned him on the jump, the Jack Boys, about four or five months ago when I was like, eh, I get he had a different sound. It was that, it, yeah, it yeah, was just that song. That song on Jack Boys just didn't didn't hit right for who. Okay, who that's he what is I was for now. I was like, yo, that one wasn't that. And I, I listened to it because I'm like, oh, Shotty is popping. Let me listen to it. And I'm like, whoa, this isn't what I'm here for or whatever. He, but Tony, it, Tony, he passed away, right? Didn't he go? No, no he was away? killed. He was killed. Yeah, he, he was, was killed. He was, he was murdered. I, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. I mean, well, you got to. You, you don't say you passed say MLK away. passed away? Right. He ain't MLK, goddammit. He's MLK. Are you going to say, oh, you know. It was assassinated. Like, nah, they. We start going to the old Chris Rock bit now. I know, right? <laughs> that new was shot. Hey, no, Tony, no, no. are you investing some of this money? Like, I mean, you've had discussions. All right, where are you putting this money? At, what you putting some of this money away? Acorns. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm of course I'm saving. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. Well, in terms of like into a business, just no, no, just in, in different you got places. In just in different places that will generate some money on its own, are no, you no, putting no. it away or whatever? No, the, the Gills put their money in the Bible like good black folks. <laughs> <laughs> Building fund. Okay, you right. You know, go give me $20 out of the Bible. His, Tony ain't putting none of his money in that building fund. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing enough for y'all. <laughs> 
I make sure that it's working. I'm good. You're not getting no more of this. Tony better be putting <laughs> some of that money in real estate. Daddy. Exactly, <laughs> D. Exactly. That's my. That's me contributing. That's my time. <laughs> Tony needs to put some of that money in real estate. Right. Uh. I, I, that's maybe maybe something eventually once I once I have enough, but you know it's nothing special. Four one k's, RAs, all that. It's good. It's good. Buy back the block. Buy back the Burbank. Come on, shout out to Rick Raw. Burbank, you better you better buy back Marshfield. And Melvin Melvin just brought up something, and I will, since we just going off top, we'll get to the stuff later. Right, uh, but Melvin, you just said uh, like Rick Ross. Yeah. I will tell you this much with Swiss Beats. I enjoyed the DMX Snoop one, even though Very Snoop good. basically brought out his his C level stuff for this. But you hey, real talk, real Snoop, talk, is, yeah. Snoop is waiting for another. Snoop is really yeah. the only person that can battle Jay Z. He sure and offer, is. As far he as sure hits, yep. as far as yeah. yep. for longevity and yeah, like because like, like even like the, yeah, like yep. oh. Like R that the R and B the R and G album the blue carpet like he had some stuff on those mm. albums. They I know we talk about that. Song. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, right, right, right. But I think for the most part, and I know, um, uh, I know that um, uh, the Broad Street Bully uh, said it uh, with uh, what's what's the name? I don't know how I just blanked on his name and called him the Broad Street, Broad Street Bully uh, from uh, Rockefeller. Dude, uh, Freeway. I know Beanie said it, but it was common sense, though, that it should be, if it's going to be Rick Ross, it should be Jeezy, right? Like, No, I agree. I feel like 2 chains is, I, it's funny to see that he thinks of himself in that space, which, I mean, obviously you should if you 2 chains had got that far. But if they were doing features, I could see 2 chains having a chance against Rick Ross. If we doing right. just purely bodies of work, this battle ain't gonna last long to me. It's not, dog. And people don't know about that 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 about fourteen months. And this was a this was a decade ago during the prime of Kanye, uh, Little Wayne, uh, Rain. It was fourteen months, but not nobody get on the track with Rick Ross. All right, oh, for like, sure. it was like Rick I, Ross had Rain when he was the hottest rapper. At, mm-hmm. It was, and some people that weren't Rick Ross fans don't really know that or whatever. And this right. is outside of just him making hits. I'm just yeah. talking about where as he a had, kid, nobody wanted to touch him. Right. But this is my thing, though. I think Two Chains is a better MC than Rick Ross. I don't. I do. Uh, I don't know. I do. Wait, wait, in what? I think. I think. Wait, 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 wait. Y'all talking about y'all talking about features? I'm on no, song. No, on I'm the whole track, a straight MC. I think Two Chains is better than Rick Ross. He has, t- he has yes. better. No, no. He can have better oh. punchlines as a dog from from end to end on the track. No, you don't think so? Because I remember when he was Titty I'm more of a Two Chains fan than I am a Rick Ross fan. Go yeah, but yeah, I remember I remember back when uh with Disturbing the Peace and mm-hmm. be like, you know what, Titty Boy can rap, mm-hmm. but one, he couldn't do hooks, and when it got to a point, it's like somebody else needs to jump on this part right here, right? And he's definitely improved off of that, but he's better in a smaller sample size to a certain degree, mm-hmm. with the, what Melvin was saying about the features, because mm-hmm. you give him eight eight to sixteen bars, he gonna light it up. Dog, Rick Ross got songs. Like, 
Just, just, just life off cocaine alone. Like, no, no, no. Rick Ross, no, like, I think Rick Ross never would. had enough respect for Rick Ross. I think I Rick Ross. I, wait, 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 wait. I think Rick Ross would win the battle. Like I thought. Well, Snoop is in my top ten of all time. That's he's one of my favorites, right? Uh-huh. I think Snoop was better. I think Snoop has a obviously has a way better catalog, and I think personally a better MC than DMX. But the great thing was is it kind of like like the difference and kind of like how it flow really he with the DMX. He took it easy on him, D. He took it easy. I think he did take it easy on him. I he think didn't he did take out, it. He didn't bring he didn't bring out a lot of stuff. Yeah. If Stu could have brought out a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. And this this simple just the simple fact of him freestyling at the end. That's what tried, I like the most. Whole and, level. Yes. Hold a level. That's what I like. Dude, especially right. Stoop is on a whole level. Especially on East Coast cats. Because that yes. he was coming from respect for the East Coast. And he was trying to get that. X to do it, and X really couldn't but do that's it. That's not right. It's not and his thing. Not X, X could, you know. Right. X could. Remember the battles with Jay Z, the two battles with Jay Z in the past. But he was trying to bring it out of him. He was still doing it though. Yeah, but he don't do it like X so old, he don't freestyle no more. No, he don't. Freestyle, if you don't work that muscle, if you don't work that muscle, yeah, yeah. Snoop is still there where he's like, well, Snoop something was I setting him up with that. Did. That was a setup right there. He, he's like, yeah, put the freestyle on. Yeah, because I've been practicing my freestyle. Well, right. Snoop is like, one of the hey, great- yeah, I took it, I took it easy on you, but let yeah. me still show y'all where I'm at. Yeah, Snoop is one of the greatest uh, freestyle MCs. If you want to say a mainstream rapper, he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest. So I don't know. I'm more of a I'm more of a Chains fan than a Rick Ross fan, but you know, so we'll like see. You like his punchlines. No, like I, li- I, like his rhy- I like his rhymes. No I like his rhymes. I like his punchlines. I do, Melvin. I do like his punchlines, but I like his rhymes though. I do like Two Chainz rhymes. I do like them. I do. Like give me, them. give me, give me five Two Chainz songs that you love. Oh, let me go to the phone. That's, that's no, no feature. Can I go to the phone? Can I go to the phone? You said no. Yeah. You said no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't tell. All right? Because I can hear you. Hey, man, I've been drinking. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I've been drinking <laughs> too. I've been drinking myself. Was it? I've get... been drinking a two change joint. I think it was. <laughs> I think yeah. it might have been. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah, I could. But also, with Kanye on. But also, I couldn't give you probably five Ross fan Ross songs. Either. But you I didn't like Ross doing Ross's not, prime. I'm not. A, I'm not a big Ross fan though. I like two. You wasn't. You wasn't on the Freemason weave. The, the I'm, I'm not a star. Like Ooh. I can name three, four Maybach music alone. Come on, Dude. bro. Maybach going back to where what's one Jada Kiss was on? That was a nice one. Erica the one, the uh, three, yeah. The, the, the time eight, where eight. he was doing the uh, talking about uh, uh, Jet, uh Larry Hoover and uh, Meech, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. big dog, yeah. Yeah. everything yeah. that that motherfucker was putting out yeah. in my house. Yeah. That's how, like we do yeah. it was. He was bodying people, all right? Like, he, the fact that, like, for, for instance, and I know we've had discussion that, D, that you didn't listen to him then, I feel bad because you like that album where he went back to it, like, four years ago, where everybody was like, man, this is it. And it was like, no, nah, dude, I did like that, that one. I he did was like doing that. that seven years ago. My question is, whenever he plays Aston Martin music, what is 2 Chainz going to play? Mm. Birthday. A birthday? Birthday. A lot of a lot of <laughs> a lot of changes hits into more feature stuff. Like I don't know if I can name a, a consecutive hits that Chains has had um, mm. where it's just by himself. Or He's still looking too, T. Something that he, he said nothing. <laughs> I am looking. <laughs> he said one song. He said one song. Yeah. Man, I love them strippers. Man, I love them strippers. No, really? What? I don't know, man. I'm just saying some shit. 
don't know. I'm just like, like, say, Tony, like, make sure you invest in real estate. That's all. That's very say. true. <laughs> Very true. All, right, all, right. all right, all right, all right. Listen, on. one thing too. Um, so, that, and I want to ask Melvin this, and we got Josh here, we got the Where's whole my team. Liquor? So, one of the rumors has has come out with the NBA that I read today um, was the fact that, and this was Bleacher Report, I believe, that both New York teams perhaps may have some interest in Zach Levine. Uh, the Knicks need a star, and the Nets are looking to have a third uh, primetime player to play along with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So what are you guys what are you guys' thoughts on that situation? And also, uh, what should the Bulls, if they were putting Zach Levine out on the market, and who's to say if they are, what do you think would be appropriate for them as far as wanting back in the trade or anything like that? Josh, I'll let you go ahead first. Dude, I mean, I think the Bulls really shouldn't trade him just because who would you get back for him? I mean, at this point, if you're talking about if you're talking about just trading with the Knicks and the Nets in general. Yeah, the, Zach, I've always said Zach Levine is a good 1A option to a superstar. He may not be the ideal superstar, but he has the potential. But he has a really good all-star caliber. 1A? I just want to say that part. Please continue. 1A? Wow. Yeah, one A, like a side. You feeling, side you kick. feeling that light skin? Is this the light skin? Shawty <laughs> <laughs> looked at him in the eyes and was like, "I feel you." <laughs> Can you please continue, John. No, I mean, I've, I've always said that he's a, a good sidekick option, especially from an offensive scoring standpoint. But he needs to be with, connected with a superstar. If he goes to Brooklyn, where you already have. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you're going to be that C option. And that doesn't always, and, yet, and from a historical perspective, that, also, that doesn't always pan out for superstars like Chris Bosh and things of that sort that have, that have filled that role. They would, they, he wouldn't live up to his full potential that he could if he wasn't paired with You think superstars. he's a superstar? I did not say he was a superstar. Ooh, I thought he was a superstar. Let's jump in. Oh, and I'm it panned out, Chris <laughs> Bosh panned out pretty well. I'm going to jump out, Melvin. You go right ahead, sir. So what I'm going to say is there's no reason in the world to trade him to the New York Knicks, but there is a lot of reason to be able to trade him to the Brooklyn Nets, depending on whose side you're on. If you're in Brooklyn, that's the perfect third piece to what it is that y'all have. You have KD. You don't know what he's going to be like when he fully comes back, right? You still have Kyrie Irving. You know he can put numbers up on a consistent basis. If you're able to get rid of who I got, Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie and maybe one other person's contract to be able to get Zach Levine, then that's another 20 points per game when KD or Kyrie is off. Now, for the Knicks, they shouldn't trade for Zach Levine at all. You're putting yourself in the same situation that you did when you got Amari or you got Carmelo Anthony. You're in a good spot right now. You just brought in a new coach. You got a bunch of draft picks. You got a lot of young players. I get that you want to speed things up because you miss out on people. Just build it up the right way for once, for once in a while. Like, why are you rushing to go back into the same mess you just got out of? Don't I don't know why you expect the Knicks to build the right way. <laughs> now, look, I, I feel you. I feel you. Me and my roommate have had this conversation so many times because he's a big Knicks fan. But this is the one time when it's like, look, y'all are really in a good spot. Maybe this is going to be a decent coach. Y'all going to have some okay assistance. Y'all have some pretty good management with Leon Rose, World Wide West. You can talk to anybody you want to talk to. Not a whole, hey, maybe bring Jason Kidd in to get Giannis. If you don't believe in Jason Kidd's ability to coach that team outside of Giannis, don't bring him in. Bring in somebody else that, regardless of the situation you're in, will be able to work out. Because that's what ended up going wrong. But I'm, I forget my man's name that came from Memphis. What's his name? David Fisdale. David Fisdale. Yeah, Fisdale. Because Fisdale is a lot more of a, look, if I got some veterans, I can coach them. As far as the, the younger guys, he ain't really got that. 
And this is also a great rebrand for Thibodeau to be like, look, I can coach a young team all the way up that doesn't have that superstar yet or that doesn't have that. I think LaMelo Ball might end up being that guy if they end up getting the number one pick that has somebody like that. That's what they need to do. But if the Bulls are going to trade him, trade him to Brooklyn, get Karis LeVert back. Hey, all right, wait, real quick, let me jump in. All right, let me jump into this. Um, if the Bulls are going to trade, so this is one thing, and I, actually, Tony, I'm going to go to you after this. So I'm sitting there and I'm checking out Denver. And uh, you know I was a Michael Porter guy. You wanted them to draft him regardless of his injury. Uh, teams thought, thought bowl ball from his injury to being also perhaps not aggressive enough and lazy uh, uh, from coming from a family that had some money. Uh, what did, wasn't going to pan out, who's to say he's still going to pan out? We know uh, Artivas was big in bringing Jokic into Denver. So if you're telling me that our general, our president, is good at talent evaluation to that degree, right? I'm just going off of his track record. That if he's that good, one, get the Knicks pick, mm-hmm. right? Because Zach Levine, one, is on a honeymoon contract. That's cheap for his production, especially, I agree with you, Melvin, the Nets are the best option, really. Um, and it will stifle Zach Levine because he's not going to have the ball in his hands because of Kyrie. Uh, Kevin Durant's a much more efficient player and doesn't need the ball as much. It will it will stop him, but we and I hate to say this, I'm not dissing the Kyrie. Kyrie's not going to be there for the full season anyway. All right, so Zach I mean, Levine's yeah. going to get his chance. He's I don't get his think chance. either either Kyrie or I was gonna KD say, will. Or it's going to be even with KD, it's going to be uh, low management because you're not right. going to have his first season where you're just pushing him. Uh, like what Kawhi was doing this year, exactly. Uh, so and uh, but see one not Karis LeVert listen and this is where the messed up part about the Bulls you gonna have to send, send me who already was here Spencer Dinwiddie too um, and Karis LeVert with uh, draft picks that are unprotected to a certain degree in some years where that that team should somewhat be leveling off but at least the Knicks have a losing record to where I can be like and again this goes to our our Tevis Karnasovas. If he's that good in this draft where there's no dominant player, this is the point of bringing someone like him in. Because if he can spot talent, because Denver may not have the man, they got mad talent. If he can spot talent like that, I want him to have more picks to build. Because if you start layering the Bulls with a lot of talent, with a, a city as nice as Chicago, you can start moving that talent out and bringing in major players because it's more attractive. What well, one you've shown that you can build a team, but also as far as the city goes. But Tony, what do you say? Um, I mean, it's nice and fun to talk about, uh, you know, trading key pieces of franchises, but uh, the likelihood, I mean, teams are going to do their due diligence and they assume a disgruntled stars around. So they're going to pick up the phone. Um, and the Bulls are going to do their due diligence and pick up the phone and politely decline. <laughs> um, uh, they don't take this job if they don't think that there's like there isn't anything here. Um, I think they fully intend to keep their 25 a game score that's making t- under 20 million dollars on the roster. Um, and those two teams specifically, I don't. Zach Levine would be by far the best player um, in 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 any trade with Brooklyn or uh, or the Knicks. Uh, I mean, Karis LeVert is nice. He's not Zach Levine. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, the Bulls had him prior. Uh, I mean, but he, again, he, he's not Zach Levine. 
so the the per, the whole idea would be if they were to make that trade, Arturo Conchovas and, and Mark Evans, if they were to make that trade, that means Zach is flatly saying no, I don't want to be here, which that hasn't been the case. He's just frustrated uh, with how his career has gone on, which he should be. He's he's lost. He's a loser. That's 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 the case, and he doesn't want that to be so uh, going forward. Um, and uh, the current Bulls in front office, they believe that they can change that. So, um, and he's under contract, you know, for, for uh, I think. Two seasons. Two more seasons, seasons, yeah. So they don't have to do anything with him um, at the current moment. And now it's, they're taking on the challenge of convincing him to say, hey, we are preparing to do something here. And we well, want- can, I ask you, can I interrupt you real quick to ask you a question? Are you telling me that the Bulls management has to pitch to Zach Levine to stay with the Bulls? No. But this is under this is under the assumption. Again, this is all rumors. Nothing's been confirmed. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is uh, I'm 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 answering the question under the assumption that Zach. And you, you you're also an angry superstar. But but I'm not even concerned about him being angry, um, especially going to you being closer to this than the rest of us. But like. And I've said this to you in plenty of personal conversations. No knock on Zach Levine. I was fine with the trade, even though the Bulls clearly have lost that trade now. But I don't necessarily see winning basketball in Zach. And with with Melvin's point, Zach Levine is a third option, y'all. That's just the truth of the matter. And and that's and and it wasn't. Let me just finish. Let me just finish. So I guess what I'm trying to preface and what I'm saying to this is you. Let me ask you: Is you? If you can get something of quality and you are trying to build something, and again, it's not to say that when you come to an organization, the first thing you should do is get rid of all the value the organization has. Um, you may want to spend some time to figure out and see things close and personal to yourself, including Zach Levine, and of course, I'm joking, but including Jim Boylan. But when you're thinking about Zach Levine and the opportunities that he's had thus far, especially when it comes to being the man or being basically the man part B, it doesn't really seem like he fits the role. So for me, um, I have no problem with moving Zach Levine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because it's just in the long haul of everything now, it depends on who they draft this year and how he would look next to those, those players. But it just doesn't seem, it seems like there's value. Now I said this and Kyle uh, actually was cool with it, agreed with it when people was getting mad at the 78 million the Bulls gave him was that that's going to be attractive as hell to move because people are going to be overpaid and Zach is getting less than 80 mil with how the cap was going to end up going. So, again, if you have the option to strike hot with a, a their best commodity, because when you look at the fact that Laurie is falling off, he's their only commodity, it may be time to do Very something. True. So, definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't have any need in me from seeing – two years of healthy Zach Levine where I'm like, we got to hold on to that. And that's not a diss to him because he has improved since he's been here. But it's still just not he, – he, he doesn't affect winning. You know, like if Jimmy Butler – and this is an argument that me and D used to have. And I still think if uh, – and I used to be like, if the Bulls held on to Jimmy Butler, they wouldn't lose enough, um, basically. Clearly they should have. But, um, but D used to think that they would lose enough with Jimmy Butler. And I'm like, Jimmy affects winning too much for that. Zach Levine doesn't affect winning enough for me to be like, he has to be 1A or 1B for me. I think by keeping him, I don't think 
that they make the automatic decision that he's our build around guy. I don't think you have to think that way just because he keep him. Um, they're in a stage now currently where another rebuild, I don't know if that's the move, especially now with, you know, fans aren't there. So while the fans are out, you trade off the star guy that people came to see in an already kind of low attendance uh, situation that they were in before COVID. Now you want to put out, you know, a team that without Zach Levine, just add kind of some decent players with Karis, for, for example, Karis LeBert or uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, no, it would be for the that, prospects, that Tony. It would be for the prospects. But, they, for the, but, but what I'm saying is, overall, I, just by keeping him doesn't automatically make him, all right, we're going to build around Zach Levine. He's a, a good enough piece that if they feel if we put him in the best position to win right now, either changing philosophy, changing coach, uh, changing training staffs, like all of that around him, and we get the most out of this group to make it look as valuable as possible, they can do some decent winning uh, but right now. Again, but you're right. He does have value on the trade market. But I'm just telling you from, from the information that I've gone and the stuff that I've read uh, – they aren't looking to move Zach Levine. But they wouldn't come out necessarily. They wouldn't come out necessarily and say that before they can execute the trade anyway, because you don't want to sour that water. Agreed. All right. But uh, my thing is this, where just changing the coach doesn't make this a winning team like that. Like you got some pieces, but just changing the coach. And again, I'm not saying you have to make a move this year, but it doesn't make that move. And you may want to be able to level up with what you do best. And it seems like with Arturis Karnasinovas, he does well with picking out prospects. I'm just pointing that out. But anyway, look, we're going to come back real quick and close this out uh, so the guys can go do whatever they need to do. Uh, Definitely had a lively conversation. We didn't even think it was going to go this way. And we always appreciate it. The end of the show. Yo, what up? It's your man, Jay Illa. Official Chicago Bears DJ, and you are listening to the D and Day the Show. Turn it up. The teachers union said they don't want to go back in. They were talking about yeah, they might but, strike. But still, they ain't, they're not going to strike. I'm going to tell you. And it's since time, like, we ain't going back into the classroom. Gonna, I think they're going to have I mean, to have like, a hybrid kind of a thing. Because, like, after fighting the thing, as far as being an advisor, they want them to, they, they, their initial proposal with the city college of Chicago was for them to be there three days out of the week. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, and they want eight of them as advisors at least to be there. And it's like, dude, first of all, you guys have worked out where all this has been virtually. They're shutting down part of the virtual aspect of it to force people to walk in there. Yeah. And it's like, so, and, but this is a kicker though. The teachers don't have to come back. The classes are virtual. So why do the advisors have to come back? Yeah, that's stupid. And the only reason that is this, you know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with everything else. Also, we don't know these higher up in educations, how much of them are 45 people because they don't have to touch anybody or deal with anybody. I, mean, clear, I was going to say, it seems like a lot because they're giving all these updates via virtual yeah. calls, but ain't going to go to none of the schools. Right. None the presidents, the presidents, the principals, you don't have to be around. So, like, for instance, like, well, part of after's job is they basically have to have some type of triage 
where a bunch of students will come in and they help them set up, get into their classes. They have to touch the computer and touch it. So one of her questions was them, so who cleans up the computer after those kids leave, right? So I have to clean up the computer? Like, where's the PPE and stuff? And it's just one of those things where it's just like, fuck you, y'all just get your ass back up in here for the most part, right? And so it's just, again, like, cause I thought about you and I'm like, I knew you, I was like, I know they're not going to about to pay for no motherfucking virtual Catholic school. Well, uh, I think I'm, I, did you talk about last year that you were looking yeah. into? We were going to do it because we thought we yeah. were going to have the same teachers. And we was like, fuck it, we was going to pay the money anyway. It's going ahead and we do it. With, uh, it's fine. But Ooh. when we found out that it was going to be like, um, she's not even going to have her own teacher. Like her, the teacher she's supposed to be assigned to is going to make a third party kind of a thing. Well, and I keep saying. Fucking up. Man, and I keep saying, I think it's less than 50% chance they can, go, they can even go back into the school anyway. And we have plan on transferring Grayson to uh, like a selected enrollment public school for fourth grade anyway. So it's kind of like, what are we going to spend like all this money for tuition? And then she's going to get transferred anyway. Yeah, put her, in a, put her in a Catholic high school if you can't get into one of the great public high schools. We, we actually, we were trying to get into like a, uh, a academic, uh, a, what do you call it? Academic achievement schools, what like that? Basically like a Kenwood. Basically you go for seventh and eighth what grade. Just, that's what I'm, that's what yeah. I'm saying. You said a Catholic school. No, I said put her into one of the better high schools. And those yeah. also like Kenwood and Winnie Young yeah. have junior highs. If you, but if you can't do that, then pay for it. Right. Because I mean, I won't. Because even with Kenton's, at some point, at some point, we've like maybe he may end up in a Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. And my, luckily, my high school is still open, mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where it's kind of like, and they send me alumni stuff, and it's kind of like, all right, it seems like it's still got the camp kind of same flavor. Wait a minute, hey Melvin, how much was your how much was your t- uh, tuition in uh, Maris? When you graduate, Ooh, I'm about to uh, let me double check that because I know yeah, it was higher. Was it more than ten? Was it more than ten a year? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was more than ten, and I know that when last I, last I remember when Morgan was there, it might have been definitely more than what I paid. So damn. Yeah. Don't worry. All, let you know. all that, all that's coming down, brother. COVID. <laughs> I, I'm saying, all like everybody, all let's go back to coming. work. Let's go back to school, bro. We gonna yeah. be back at home. All that's coming yeah, down, yeah. man. That's, <laughs> the, that's part of the reason why these schools are pushing so hard because now that the revelations coming up, like, wait, we can get this education a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you look at college. Yeah. And it's like why am, all pay all, why am I paying all of this? When we can learn like the the University of New Hampshire, basically, or Arizona, mm-hmm. why am I going to sit here and give you intuition creeps incrementally going up and up and up when we already know, like, dude, that, that doesn't even make sense. My old All manager right? daughter go to USC and she, she, she was like, uh, yeah, they're going to be at home for the fall semester. I'm like. So what's go with what's up with tuition? She's like, oh, no, we're getting a nice little refund back. I'm like, I bet yeah, I got. A family member that graduated from there, and I think I got a family member that's going into there now. Uh, and listen again, I'm listening. If my kid now, nah, I said this happened. If my kid was going to a high high fango college right now, especially if they were in their first two years, I would snatch their ass out and put them in the juco. I, I was, you know what? I got to talk to when I came when I back to Chicago. I primarily went as I was seeing my family. A baby cousin of mine is supposed to be coming to NYU this fall, and they wanted me to meet her again, so that way she knows somebody in the city. Mm. Last I talked to her, they still supposed to have a move-in date and all of that. And I'm like, why? What? It makes no. This school year is going to be a wash anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You just throw money down, right? You just throw money down the toilet at that point. I can right. imagine all the tuition at NYU too. Oh my god. Bro, oh, 40,000 a year probably. Man, but for real, it's a whole full time job. 
man. I'm good on that. All right, he's going to wrap this up. All right, so uh, let's do the baseball. Um, hmm? Parade to the Cubs, boo-hoo to the Sox. You have a situation where, and it's the best case scenario for the Cubs, to where um, a team that's won a championship in the last five years, um, that if in a, a COVID-shortened season, if they pop out, it's kudos to them because they've already been there on the south side, and they're not even in that position right now because Minnesota has let us know, little brother, step your ass down again, which always hurts with the type of beating that Minnesota has given the Chicago White Sox. Um, and then Chicago's still not ready for those home runs. They knock out of the park 300, over 300 last season. Uh, but you look at just how well initially, and this is a small sample size, uh, Dave Davidson show, but you look at how well it seems like David Ross with the front office as far as uh, the differences they want to make with when Joe was there compared to David Ross. And we know Joe started to do some things different as far as his interaction with the players prior to games uh, last season. Uh, but man, with the, they still got a nice amount of talent, but you, you look at that veteran team that's been there and they're doing their thing. And right now on the south side with the team that's been losing for the last four years at least, um, you know, they're still trying to figure out how to change that. And then the fact that Ronaldo Lopez is going on the IL, um, you know, definitely you hope it's just because he has shoulder tightness and wishing nothing ill on him. But being a guy that two years ago looked promising as a, a back-end rotation guy um, and last year looked bad and then Lucas Giolito snapped for the first half of the season. Um, it's, I will say this, for the Sox, it's good that they're not waiting when it comes to Ronaldo Lopez, especially in this shortened season where every win counts. Um, but um, it's just disheartening when you see that uh, this team that has as much talent as they have hasn't figured it out, but it's the early season. Um, and I'll say after two to three weeks, I'll be a, a lot more cavalier with my dislike, uh, but it's it's real early, so I don't want to just diss them, diss them. Yeah, it is pretty early, and we had Jonathan Hood on ESPN Chicago was on. We interviewed him last week, and uh, he made a really good point. Like, man, listen, one game is kind of equals a three. Now, as we said in the first segment, we got to try to see if the, the, the MLB even finished out the season, right? But it is still early, in a sense, even within baseball. I know it's 60 games. It still is early, but you want to see them uh, do a lot of better. I think the Chicago White Sox came into the season, even this COVID-shortened season, uh, with a lot of praise and a lot of hype to them. But, hey, man, listen, you still got to go out there and play. And you still got to get your pitching to the point of, you know, say we go out there and compete against a Minnesota, against a Cleveland, because they're out of the class of the division. Uh, one thing I will agree with what Jonathan Hood says, like, listen, even if they don't make it this season, because you got uh, Michael Pope, uh, Michael Kopech sitting out, you have arms that are on a shortened stint of getting stretched out. You have, you know what I'm saying, you was you was in spring training and you stopped for a very long time, so you got to get the bats going again. Everything's out of, everything, everything's out of sync. Right, nothing synced up. So would it would it disappoint me that they didn't make the playoffs with an expanded playoff uh, uh, version or teams being able to get in? Yeah, sort of. But 16 I still teams. sixteen teams, which I think they should do to do it anyway. But no, they shouldn't. I, I like that. More teams are better. But do I think I'll be a super upset if they didn't make it? No, because they're still a young team. They still have a young, lot of young guys in the lineup. Uh, a lot of these guys are locked up anyway for a long, for the, for the long haul. So if they didn't make this season, no, if they, 
if they made a run next season, I'll be fine with that. Kyle, what do mm. you think? Yeah, uh, as far as the Sox go, what they what they built is still you can still consider it structurally sound overall. But like you say, they need pitching help. They need that that front line of the pitching staff has to improve, or they have to get somebody else to come in and and help them out because these first games have shown. And you look at them compared to the Cubs, who got. They got a nice performance from Chatwood. They got a nice performance from you no know, real nice performance from Hendricks. Uh, you know, uh, Lester stalled them out. You know, through like five innings yesterday, and in, in Cincinnati, they you know Cincinnati had a rally after that. But getting that five innings was key. Sox couldn't. Sox can't get that from Ronaldo Lopez right now. They can't get that from the back end of their starting staff. So if they're gonna they're gonna struggle like that. They look at that a five man rotation. They got about three days of, of, the, of that five man rotation where they're gonna be like well, I don't know, and maybe only two where they could they could feel confident going into going into the game. So that's looking like you losing two out of five games. Every I mean you winning two out of five games at best, and that's not gonna do it. Not in sixty games. Not in one hundred sixty two games. So you know, this, like you say, D, if they don't live up to something to the what we were looking for them to do this year we can you know it, that's not going to be hard to take but they have to be more critical of themselves right now and you know not waste time it always comes down to pitching right always yeah. comes down to pitching Cubs still have a terrible bullpen though and the only thing you can hope is that you get through 60 games you don't really need to lean on it that hard and only a few times it's kind of it's kind of weird. You, you kind of wish you could flip, you know, the, the, but, but the one you know. pitching as far as the amount of arms they have isn't bad. Yeah, um, that's why I said can you kind of it's kind of like you will you will flip the bullpen for the Sox to give it to the Cubs yeah, or the starters for the Cubs if, to the Sox. In particular, if Kopech was here, yeah. then it would be easier yeah. to sit Ronaldo Lopez down. But right. we still have Dane Dunning, who had Tommy John last year. Um, we see Carlos Rodon is pitching right now. And we know how good he was before getting hurt, especially with that slider uh, that he, if he can get command of. Um, but one thing. To stay healthy. Before we get out of this, uh, and the Michael Kopech situation has, has <laughs> popped up. And I'm concerned. Uh, and I'm concerned because uh, someone who's dealt with anxiety in the, as, as far as Michael Kopech, and one thing, and the Sox kind of shushed him, was Don Cooper basically said that, not feeling, I'm paraphrasing, that it may be better for Kopech to be with the team because of just the type of stuff that's going on in his life. We know that his wife, his, who soon to be his ex-wife, they stopped for divorce. Yeah, already. He's they just got married early this year, right? In April. In April. Six months. Wow. The actress on Riverdale mm-hmm. announced that they're having a boy, or she's ha- having a boy, and it's his boy. And um, then, them, then them papers came. Whoa, whoa, they whoa, said. whoa, whoa. What did you just say, Tony? He <laughs> asked, is it? I heard that, I heard that Tony. <laughs> 18 yeah. years. 18 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, my man's gonna get that test while that baby's in the belly. That's <laughs> not gonna, he gonna be like, they be like, you know, it can hurt the baby, prick him. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and and so 
with a player where from when he was in Boston was fighting a teammate, roommate or whatever, uh, with all that immense talent. Uh, dating uh, one of the daughters of the Atlanta Housewives prize. Yeah. Brielle, whatever. Yeah, and it's just like one of those things where it's like, it, I'm with Michael Kopech, but it's like, bruh, you got to take yourself out of some of this stuff too because you're playing with this world and while you want to be reserved, you're still playing with this media type world. And again, I'm not, again, that has nothing to do with his decision making. But it's like for your sanity, how you need to try to apply yourself. So it's like now it's just like, and his whole year is not going to be around this team. He's not, I mean, who knows? I know he has a strict regiment that he did. I've seen plenty of uh, video of the type of stuff he did with his father helping him and stuff they were doing down there. But it's, I won't say it's alarming, but it's disheartening and I wish him the best. Well, hopefully, you, yeah, exactly. I mean, you hope the young man uh, has a clear mind and clear head, not even for baseball, just for his personal life. Make sure, because once your personal life is straight, things, other things are a little bit clearer and easier to get through. So if he has his personal life straight, uh, maybe baseball be kind of like refuge and get out there and just play, just play a sport, just play a kid's game, and uh, he'd do very well. But no, it, it is kind of... It is kind of disheartening as a fan, at least, to try to to see him go through all this. But, I mean, listen, they definitely need him. I understand why he decided to uh, take the year off. As we talked about before, uh, a lot of other professional athletes are starting to take a step back out. And one thing that really jumped up to me, too, just on that point, David Price sent out a, sent out a tweet basically saying, like, hey, this is what I was talking about. Uh, this is this is why MLB, you know what I'm saying, we re- I really didn't trust them as far as, like, keeping the uh, players' uh, health as the number one thing in mind. So, um, but no, and you talk about anxiety going to Michael Kopech. Listen, I think – I think next season is a really big year for the Cubs. Not saying this, I mean, for the White Sox, not saying this year is it's nowhere near over. You still have a lot of games left. They're playing a doubleheader against uh, uh, against Cleveland right now. Just hope they kind of get things in line, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, they got a lot of young guys. Just, just kind of kind of hope to get back on track. But it's good to see, just for the Cubs, wrap up for myself real quick. It's good to see the Cubs kind of getting everything back in line for them because they are a veteran team and you don't know how much longer they have to be, you know, saying into the formation that they are. So you two years max, P. Two years max. Hey, go ahead and go for it. Go for it now. They're going to get something back. They're going to get something back from Chris Bryant. Bryant? I wouldn't even even put a say. I wouldn't even say that. Now it may take a year or two after that. But just in terms of this core, probably two years. Yeah, yeah. And just my, and try to make sure that you get something out of what you can right now. You can look in the locker room like, hey, man, this team is pro- – it's already changed as it is since the championship year. Listen, just go ahead and try to do the best that you can. And they have damn, a shot too. They have a shot. It's damn near the time to go back to Chris Bryant. Like, you know it's COVID out here, right? You, you he might be Dod- pulling that already. Listen, you know the Dodgers not going to sign your ass, right? Yankees not going to sign you either. Hey, as long as he don't test positive, he'll be fine. I'm just, no, I'm not. No, no, it's not him being fine. But you also have like the real reason Mookie Betts signed that deal was because he didn't want to be on the open market after yeah. this. At COVID, yeah, finger on that pulse, right? He was like, yeah. you know what? He listen. If COVID didn't happen, Mookie Betts probably wouldn't have signed right now. He would have oh, went to market. 
if, if COVID, but he was like, you know, remember, mind you, two weeks ago, he was like, the market dictates what the market was. But guess what? He was like, let me get this money. He got because, 380. 380 was a number. Of yeah, people. but with diminishing returns on what the TV money, the sponsor money, the fans in the stands money, it was time to get paid. And it may, it may be time for Chris Bryant to go get paid because yeah, gonna, we already know that the MLB suffocates the market anyway. Yeah, they, listen, yeah, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, uh, Garrett Cole will get paid, but we mm-hmm. still know they're, they're stagnating the market, but they're giving that to, to, to give an illusion that everything is still free and play. It may be time for Chris Bryant to go get his as much money as he can because it may not be out there in the upcoming seasons. I'm just Chris Bryant is 28 or 20? Is he 27 or 28? No, it's like, I think he's 26. 26? He 27. He's still like, yeah, I think he'd be like 28 or 29 when that contract is over. Okay, so maybe that's what I'm thinking. So maybe when that's what he I'm would thinking. Hit, when no, he's he 28 right now. Oh, he okay. is 28. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. He just turned 28 in January. All right. You know how they look at you when you pass 30. Yeah. 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 I mean, but he had a great. I mean, he's had a great career so far. But like I said, for the Cubs right now, it's good to see them still. Them they playing well. This has an expanded playoff uh, scenario this year. Expanded teams, they can get in and once. As I always said about any sport, just get me to the dance. And let me see what happens. And they have a very, very good shot of being a, a, a contender or a playoff team for the NL Central. Um, listen, I don't want to keep everybody. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys and the amount of time that you've spent. Mm-hmm. But I, it's just crossing my mind. Let's do this once a month. Um, but what, what I was saying, let's do it once a month. I would want everybody to bring at least. <laughs> no, not D. D's gone. He can't come back. He's made a decision. He's got to rock with that. All right? D, D, Why what? can't he come back? D is no. Squidward in the... No, in the, D, D is gone. D is the guy. What'd you say, Cousin? Maybe D is just pulling the ultimate D. No. <laughs> you don't... And then that wouldn't be D. That wouldn't be D. No. Uh, that wouldn't be D. So I'm joking when I'm saying that. Of course he could come back. But he won't be here. Um, but let's try to do something to where it's more interactive with all of us and we bring a topic or two that we all discuss to the table when we do it. And uh, let's name it something and come up with something creative and then let's support one another. Uh, but it's cool uh, definitely to do it. Um, it's good to see all of y'all, even though Tony looked at his phone the whole time because Tony's very disrespectful. Um, he's one of those people that will be sitting. He's one of those that will, yeah, he will eat your food and be in your house all the time, and then he will just disappear because. All right, I'm gone. Right, he's and very, it is, like, it is easy, especially like, if your clout if your clout isn't to the level that where where, where he's moving. Like that's the type of Negro he is. Hey, I would, <laughs> I would say the bougie this. grows. I, I would I would say the I would say this though. I am I am going to be. Uh, as I said, this is my last show, but I'm so I'm so excited to be fan up to be a fan. All I'm not saying I was was not a fan anyway, but I'm going to be so happy to sit back and just listen as a fan. I'm going to be so happy to be able to sit back and watch sports. It's just a fanatic, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think I think I haven't been able to do that in these 15 years. I mean, I I am a fan, no doubt, but you know what I'm saying, just kind of like a unmarked, it's just kind of like, ah, I could just say and do whatever. 
Uh, but I can't wait to be just even bigger fans of everything that everybody's doing uh, right here. So um, it's a great, it's a great idea. Can you saying y'all get together and kind of watch this so I can just, you know what I'm saying? As I'm working, I can go to the YouTube. I can go to iTunes and just sit back and listen and just listen to y'all just talk sports. I'm going to be, I'm very excited about that. So um, uh, yeah, it's bittersweet. You know what I'm saying? This is the last one. Uh, Ken and I. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, please. So in the interview with uh, Jay Hood, Yes. You mentioned that he was disappointed in you. What did you feel about that? It's not the first time I've heard that from somebody. Um, I've had other conversations with other people, and they've said the same thing. It's kind of like, man, you know what I'm saying? I wish you would keep doing it, or, you know what I'm saying? I'm disappointed you're not still moving on. But I know I have to be able to look at myself in the mirror because it's not just a one-man band. It's more than just me. And if I'm not strumming along as hard as I can, it's going to bring down everybody else. And that's why I had to look at myself kind of like what my, like I said before, the passion of it. I can't do that to you. I can't do that to Ryan. I can't do that to none of y'all. So I have to just be able to look inside and say, hey, man, listen, I know other people probably be like, hey, man, I wish you keep on going. I know this is just a moment of time. I think Melvin, he told me, Melvin said it uh, when I had the uh, the conversation with y'all before, like, man, you'd probably be back in a year. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I do get that. I do hear that a lot. But I know right now in myself, in my soul, that's not the case. So it's, it's understandable. Um, I'm not shocked that he said that. Um, I'm happy he said it because I'm happy he said it. I was just about to say that too. I was, was going to hold that. back and not say it. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I, he said I was it just about to say that too. How he loved the show and mm-hmm. how yeah. it's going to be missing you being there, especially as being two hosts of color, right? Uh, doing the show, and I'm happy. And that's one of the things cool about Jay Hood, and we're going to have an interview. You'll keep it real. Lawrence Holmes, and these these are really our biggest brothers mm-hmm. uh, in the industry. Um, we've had plenty of brothers and mentors, but these are the pillars yeah. for the most part. I was going to um, I was going to end with that, saying that I'm happy that he did say that because that means that we did something right. right. You know, um, the fact the simple fact he said like, "Man, I'm driving down Stony Island. I can just turn on and listen to y'all podcast. That's something good. That's something that's pretty cool." And uh, that that does mean a lot. You know what I'm saying? That that means a whole lot. That means that what we what that means what Ken and I set out to achieve, we was able to achieve. Going from the break room at the at the gig, going to just leaving class and broadcasting school, and going to find our own studio and us just recording all that time, all those hours, all those reps. What we set out to achieve to leave to leave a, a, a mark on it in, on this industry, as Tony said, that we have done. We've achieved we 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 achieve what we set out to do. Um am I gonna be around for for the rest of the ride? No, but my are brother you gonna, are you gonna sneaky come back? Probably not. No. Okay, I'm just making sure. No, we don't know what we're gonna do with these internet. That's not habits. me. That's not. That's not me. I don't think it's me personally. I don't see that being you, but I do see. I, but okay, let me say this twofold. Yeah, me personally, because I love you. Mm-hmm. I want you to be happy. I don't. I don't think you truly love your brother if you don't want your brother to be happy. All right, that's just how I play. Like I had a girlfriend that told me 
when I was in high school, I don't want to see you happy with nobody else. And I was like, what are you talking about? We're not going to be together. This doesn't make sense, right? Like, that's evil, right? right? And I've always applied that to any relationship. And for me, where it would be easy, like, man, D, let's do this. It's like, my brother wants to do this. I want what's best for my brother because true love is I want you to be happy. That's what, if you really care about somebody, especially when someone's coming to you, it's like, I'm not feeling this. You don't say like, no, you say, I want you to be happy. So with me, I know when you make a decision like this, usually it's a done dilly, yeah. right? Uh, but that's even the things they're telling you as far as the social media and cares in case you return in a year. I don't necessarily want to rip everything down uh, in case you return. Because, I mean, listen, I, we would hope things go very well with you leaving. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, right? Like I, I mean, think it be, will, but okay. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I mean, it's you. That, 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 not to take something away from you. Um, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a learning process. And um, in particular, me and Ryan are going to have to try to really reconfigure some things. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But um, it would be great if you did. But, um, I mean, maybe you won't come back in this in this iteration. Maybe you might come back as something else. Um, like I said before, I think I'm a creative person. I know I had the talent to just chit chat and just talk. I might say, listen, my old lady told me I could talk to a tree if I wanted to. I can. I know I can. Um, yeah, that says a lot about your fucked up shit. I know it does. It's, it's, it's the only child up there. So, I'm out here talking to a tree, baby. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why you out here with this COVID. <laughs> He ain't gonna um, be gone long. He already yeah. plotted his way back. He's like, maybe in another form. See, you ain't gonna be gone long. Well, no, but listen, I have, but my mind is always, I'm sorry about that. My mind is always going. It's always going. It's the simple fact of, do I wanna do it? And that's the issue. That's the problem. And um, like, I can spit out ideas, but it's kind of like, okay, yeah, maybe this idea isn't the best for me. I don't know. Um, my mind has always been going since I was a kid. I can always create something. Uh, but no, I don't use it. Ken is 100% right. Y'all know, y'all know this about me. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I have a pretty strong will uh, when I say things about myself. So, but listen, like I said before, this isn't like I'm about to, uh, I'm, I'm going away forever. I'm, I mean, not going away from y'all forever. I'm not. I'm always going to be here. You're going to find me on social media saying something. Uh, this has uh, been, these past 15 years have been the best past 15, 15 years of my life. I got to meet every last one of y'all. Uh, I, I, obviously, Kyle and I came up together, but um, I've been able to- But we to brought y'all closer. Just give us our props. Yeah, Kyle was going, yeah. Kyle was, yeah, Kyle was in school. Yeah. Kyle was writing when he came hey, back. Y'all, and he, and y'all we like granddaddy and, and grand, that, that's what? not, that, what? y'all not what? that close. We, we brought all of that Man, close. Do I need to bring pictures? You, let me go, Josh. I seen the pictures. You, I, do Josh, I need to bring pictures of me and Kyle together as kids? Jason, <laughs> right, Ken got all the credit. No, right? All you of made it. their That's family. All... Listen, let me not fool y'all. We make their family relationship closer than one of them. Oh, Lord. Don't you get it twisted. That is <laughs> so dudes. Our distant cousins to a certain degree. Oh my goodness! All right, do y'all take pride in that? Don't y'all let these mugs fool y'all with this bitch? That's not his first cousin. That's his granddaddy's cousin. 
That's a totally what? sister. That's a totally. We had second shit. cousins. What are you talking you know, about? Second cousins ain't shit. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> see this cousin? You see this? Oh, I know. I know. That's your, that's your co-host. <laughs> not, not, any, not anymore. Yeah, I'm out here in the streets. I'm hoeing. He put me and he told me to hoe. It's like, why you got me out here hoeing? He was like, just go out there and shake your ass a little bit. It's like, what the fuck? Tell me what you're worth. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but but uh but no man like i said man this has been a this has been a, a great run uh i just want to say also too i'm gonna come up with a longer piece but i just want to say thank you for everybody who reached out to me personally uh, reach out to you, D? let us know anybody haven't reached out to me so far man i ain't gonna put nobody out there like that I'm a big professional thank you. career to get yeah, you all Yeah, I know, right? You uh, know what? I just want to say, we did Davis got some real big egos. <laughs> Tony <laughs> gave us a farewell show from the school, right? He did. We had whistles and everything. Hey, and then man. D, re- D retires. Now, listen, I'm going to say this right now. If I retire in the next year and a half, you're going to get the same thing. Be, no, no, no. I'm not doing that shit. You ain't doing right? what? It's, it's a fucking rap. <laughs> like, hey man, you gotta go out. You gotta go out with your flowers, uh, man. You gotta go out your flowers, need, and people gonna give you your flowers. I don't need flowers. you know that. So wait a minute. So thanks you to everybody who did reach out to me. I'm gonna do a longer piece to try to say thank you for everybody who helped help me get to this point. And as I said before, Jason, Melvin, obviously, obviously Ken. Uh, I don't know why this has happened to me. Uh, Ken, Tony, uh, Ryan, Josh. Everybody who's on here right now, y'all have been a big part of my life and allowing me to live out my dream. Uh, just thinking back, like I said before, a thousand times, just in my parents' apartment, I mean, uh, in my parents' house, my grandmother's house, just recording myself to the point where we was, Ken and I was able to uh, do a show on the score. The first show, Tony was in studio with us at the score. Cuzzo Cal was there. We taking pictures in front of the 670 score, banners, whatever like that. You know what I'm saying? That's something, man, working our asses off from that point to get to, from the, going back in the day to get to that point, that shows you if you put your mind to something, I know this is very cliche, but if you put your mind to something and you really push for it, it can definitely happen. You know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know if I said I love you to, to you guys uh, enough, but I'll say it again. I love you guys. Um, like I said before, man, y'all, got, y'all had me, y'all allowed me to live out my dream. Um, and I, like I said, I can't wait. I'm just ready to be fans of y'all and sit back and just sit back and, you know, just sit back with a drink and just throw on a podcast, throw something to Tony did. Obviously, what Ken and Ryan is doing, read everything and watch everything. Uh, Kyle is doing and Josh is doing, doing. Melvin's doing his thing. Jason's doing his thing. I'm just, I'm just excited for that right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just excited for that. So, uh, it's the last one, but, uh, but I had a, a hell of a time. I had a hell of a run. I'm going to miss the time going down to Bourbon in my old Cadillac with no AC and we were sweating our asses off getting back to Chicago. <laughs> Stories like that. Sydney telling the lady at the diner he don't know. She don't know who he is. My sister was giving him love. He was like, you stop it, sister. You get the hell away. Right. Tony coming down there to the studio like, hey, guys. I'm a superstar. I'm a superstar. I'm a superstar. Darren Rose. Fuck 
Oh, Derrick Rose. <laughs> like, who is this kid? You know what I'm saying? Josh uh, meeting him down at the show. Ryan down at the at school. Melvin down at school. Man, doing this thing. Uh, what, what was Don't it? It was. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. It was. Um, what was the name of y'all show, Jason? Jason, Melvin, and Tony. What was it? Jam. Oh, it? that one. Yeah, jam. How about that? New, uh, being a part of that. Killed that shit. Man. We don't get any royalties though. Jam session, yeah. Jam session, yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah. So even to seeing all that, man, um, just sitting back with the memories and just sitting back and thinking about everything that we have done, man. Listen, this is not a sad note. This is a celebration. I've been able to live out all this stuff, man. Y'all just don't know how happy I am that I was able to do all this stuff and meet the people that I've been able to meet. I'm happy. Uh, I'm it's happy. A sad, it's a sad note. Yeah. Uh, one, because uh, these shows were a way to get out. And um, I'm not going to be able to um, hang out um, this was congregating and um, being with family, so I won't have the same opportunities to do that with you. We can so do a that, Zoom session. We can still be we still together, baby. We can. You we be you together. you be big. You do that. You be big on that. You be the force on that. Yeah. I'm not dissing it, we but also Zoom. I want to say this. I want to I want this to definitely come across. Mm. Um, I want to thank Chanel for allowing us to have this yes uh, for as long as we've had this um and same i appreciate thing that after same thing that i appreciate that i also want to say this on a selfish note yes hey you and Memphis outside of tony you know my birthday was last friday right and the last three years this is the second time you effers did this right <laughs> just pointing out i'm always on your birthdays very hard now mind you i really don't care but but That's don't forget y'all. He let I deserve. I deserve better than he that. let y'all know. That. All right, I deserve better than. I've been a good friend to all of you motherfuckers. I deserve it to have been. But and then you come back, you be like, "Hey, kid." I'm like, "Nah, motherfucker. That's not the shit." Right? And again, because when I'm saying it to D and Ryan, I I don't care because I know y'all love me. Like real talk. I'm not even saying that on like some fuck shit. Like as a grown ass man. That's not as important to me because these guys on this screen have always shown me their amount of care or whatever. So I'm just busting balls. And if we can't be friends and bust balls, then what's the point oh, of busting yeah. balls? Oh, yeah. Or whatever. No. But before, real quick, we're going now. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do this. Jason, Jason Hood, Jay, Jay Hood tried to break me. As my brother, I love you. Uh, you provided so much to my life and you will provide more to my life. Yes. That's all I'm saying. But you, you got me crying too much for a grown-ass man. And it will not happen today because my brother died and you were taking advantage of me. And I will not allow that moving forward. <laughs> but uh, definitely, and then for all of y'all, and I hope you don't take it as not being for real. Like, y'all are fam. Mm -hmm. I speak for D and myself, and I speak for all of us when I say that. And as fam, all right, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let, you know, so there's little things, and that's not to say that we got to be always lifting one another up or anything like that, but it has been a benefit to have, especially with me being the oldest, um, all of you all in my life. Uh, it's been a benefit, and I appreciate it indeed. It comes down from you uh, being the glue 
it's been such a great benefit. And uh, take take pride in that, if I can say that, if it means anything to you. Oh, I appreciate it. Hey, and for the last time, uh, thank you for listening to Dean Davis Show. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Dean Davis Show, Facebook.com forward slash Dean Davis Show. I ain't going to go through everything. We got Melvin. We got Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> we got Melvin. Hey, if listen. I said the N word in front of white people, that's my N word. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, I love all y'all. I love all y'all. <laughs> Thank you, Chanel. Look at Tony. Tony, no, he don't care about nothing no more. No, he don't. Look at him. <laughs>